Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It is time to get up with the NBA. LeBron is back. But the Lakers are not better than ever. Oh, what an opening night. We've got it covered. Meanwhile, it's all getting away from Jerry and Dak in Dallas. But we've got one move they can make today to change everything. And then, wait till you hear what Coach Prime has to say about the sign-stealing scandal at Michigan. Oh, it's going to get spicy in Ann Arbor. Let's do this thing, folks. It's a Wednesday, and it's time to get up started right now. The sun hath risen, and we are delighted to be here. And I'm very pleased to welcome, among everybody else, the new voice of the New York Knicks. (laughs) So proud, unbelievable. Let's do it. We got tons of hoops. We got tons of football. But we begin with Game Seven, Philadelphia last night. They've been playing baseball in Philly since 1883, and this was their first ever Game Seven. Top of five, two-one Phils, one on Corbin Carroll. Facing Ranger Suarez, who's been so good, but not here. Carroll right back up the middle. Emmanuel Rivera will score. Carroll in with a single. We're tied up at two. Next batter, Gabriel Moreno. Going the other way. They're peeking away. Carroll comes around to score. Diamondbacks take a 3-2 lead. Moreno caught between first and second, so he's out, but the damage done. We go bottom of seven, and here's your moment. It's 4-2 Diamondbacks, two on, two out for Bryce Hopper, who's been so good in this postseason. This was his moment, but he's under it. Kevin Ginkle. Gets him to fly out to center field. 0 for 4. Harper on this night. Arizona holds the 4-2 lead to the bottom of the ninth. Two out. Here we go. The Diamondbacks. One out away from the World Series. And there it is. Paul Seawald getting Jake Cave to fly out harmlessly to right field. And it's over. Improbably. Incredibly. The Diamondbacks are on their way to the World Series, a team that no one believed in, and Evan Longoria knows that. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, like we've, we've been the underdog this whole year. You know, we came into the season, you know, behind the Dodgers, behind the Padres, behind the Giants, you know, nobody believed that we could do what we did. You know, when we got into the playoffs, it was like, ah, oh, it was a charity case, you know, like nobody's, you know, believing we can do what we did. And that's going to continue. Uh, the Rangers are the favorites to win the World Series. After being 50-1 to 1 to win entering the season, the Diamondbacks are plus 155 to win the series after being 125-1. to 1. This is the first World Series since 1991 where both teams were at least 50-1 to 1 entering the season. So we have a stunning matchup in the World Series and more on that 
as we go. Meanwhile, the NBA's opening night last night, and we've got Wendy and Monica here for all the insight. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets getting the bling, raising the banner, while LeBron James Wendy begins season number 21. He's seen some ring nights both ways. <laughs> That's right. He prefers when he's getting them. In the meantime, it's Nikola Jokic working on Anthony Davis early. The Nuggets opening the early lead, and then Monica, Anthony Davis, very good in the first half. Yes, this is the Anthony Davis that is going to be key if the Lakers are going to be successful, but you know how AD goes. Yeah, and we, he had 17 points in the first half and none in oh, the second. Goodness. Meanwhile, here comes LeBron the other way. 9 of 10 in the paint in this game was a great train going to the ring. Lakers down by 9 at halftime. Seven minutes to go in the third. Nuggets up by 6. We're running. Jamal, throw it up. Aaron Gordon, throw it down. Come on, man. Gordon, Jokic, Murray, all intact. This team is poised to defend what they started last year. One hand, left hand, and Nuggets by eight. Now we're a minute to go in the third. It's a 12-point game. LeBron in the lane. That's up and good. It's a seven-point game. They're hanging around. But the Nuggets had too much in the fourth quarter. Christian Brown looking for Jokic, who had a very casual triple-double on the night. I mean, 11 assists, right? 16 rebounds, whatever the crazy number it was. He's picking up where he left off. Optimus Stein. 29 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists, to be exact, for Jokic, who barely even appeared to break a sweat. Working it over to Michael Porter in the corner. Nuggets win the opener, 119-107. LeBron James played 29 minutes. Let's talk. The end of the day, we didn't win, but I think for me, my performance and what I did individually in the time that I was out there, I think I was productive. I think so. I, mean, I was a plus seven for the game. No turnovers, so I like the no turnovers more than anything. Um, so. So what's he saying there? I mean, Wendy, you've known him since he was in high school. He played 29 minutes. There's a lot of talk suddenly about a minutes restriction from Darvin Ham, his coach. What, what did we hear there from LeBron? Yeah, so they talked about in the preseason about how they were going to try to manage LeBron a little bit because he hasn't been able to finish some of these seasons with injuries. But I don't think any of us saw him getting under 30 minutes in the opener. This is apparently what they agreed on. LeBron didn't act like this was anything that he didn't expect. But he was the Lakers' best player in this game. And to see him out there for only 29 minutes was kind of shocking. You know, I've heard LeBron talk about minutes many times over the course of his career, and he has really enforced that the number of minutes per game is less stressful than the amount of ramp-up and cool-down that he has. So this is a real departure, and it looks to me like the Lakers are trying to lean into their depth because they only played Austin Reeves 31 minutes in this game, and he's, like, in his early 20s. So I don't know if the Lakers... Um, you know, the idea to hold these minutes of everybody down is going to last a long time. What do you think, Monica? Wendy, you, you know you're one of my favorites to talk with because you come at it very rational. But this is the first game. Yeah. Like, this is 29 minutes in game one. I'm not going to make too much out of this. What I will say, and I think we all can agree, is LeBron clearly is a goal-oriented basketball player, and we know what he ultimately wants to achieve. If it means 29 minutes till, I don't know, mid-January, and then things pick up, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But I just think at this point in his career, everything is on the table. We know how much he invests in his body. And if this is what it looks like in year 21, then we eventually we'll all get with it. Here's what I'll say. I'm not the least bit worried about LeBron. They'll mm. figure it out. Yep. I am worried about Anthony Davis. Zero points in the second half. So it seems he's picking up exactly where he left off in the Western Conference Finals. That is not the shoot six threes mentality that Darvin Ham is talking about, right? Like, we could go back and forth whether or not you thought that would literally take that amount of threes, but it certainly spoke to a mentality. He is going to have to be the aggressor on both sides of the ball in both halves of the ball game and every quarter of the ball game. And I'm not quite sure what it's going to take for him to get there. I have let go of maybe 
the Anthony Davis superstar that people once had. Not that he's not a top 15 player in this league, but I just think there's a level of aggression, and it may not always translate to tons of scoring, but no scoring? If they're going to play LeBron less than 30 minutes, which I don't think is going to last, Anthony Davis cannot play like this. Now, he did get double teamed a little bit in this second half, and they got to be a little bit more creative in dealing with that because when he went head-to-head with Jokic, he had some success. But if you're going to play those guys that minutes, Austin Reeves at 31 minutes, LeBron at 29 minutes, Anthony Davis has got to be a, a beast. And we saw in the playoffs last year he would have one good offensive game, one bad offensive game, and this we saw one good offensive half, right. one bad offensive half. Right. So he's, he's, he's in midseason form in that regard. So very quickly, uh, to sort of finish it up, we've seen the Lakers tooling up. We've seen the Suns tooling up, and we'll show their highlights a little later. Bunch of other good teams. The Nuggets made a statement last night, right? You all can do whatever you want. We are the team. I have team. seen some real duds laid by the, by the guys getting the rings. This happened many times. They were not going to let that happen. They took the lead with eight minutes to go in the first quarter, and that was it. They took the Lakers down. They looked terrific. They looked on point. They looked in rhythm. No championship hangover whatsoever in this game. I mean, to add to that, I think the way that Jokic is the head of the snake sort of dictates everything, right? Game not predicated on athleticism, just going to pivot, pump fake pass, shoot, not really jump and be explosive. And so I think there is a level-headed nature to this team even when they're locked in. Someone yelled at me that they have third best analytics odds to win the championship this year. Is it Boston and Milwaukee ahead of them? Who? Who is it that we have decided has a better chance to win the title this year? Maybe it's because they're in the East. I'm going to get that number for you as soon as I can because that, that's a surprising number to me. I would think they would be the favorites to run it back this year. All right, you guys stay close. Much more. we got Steph Curry highlights coming a little later. But let's get the NFL crew back in here. The first seven weeks of the season have come and gone. Let's go through what we have learned so far. Jeff Saturday, what is your one big picture takeaway seven weeks into the season? Parity reigns in the NFL. We got no idea. Eagles, Niners, Lions, Seattle, and the Cowboys on the NFC side. Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins, Jags, Bills on the AFC. No, There are no runaway favorites. You've seen each team look very vulnerable. I like the way the season's shaping up. They have a lot of fun late in the season. Do you agree with that, Dominique? Absolutely. I do agree with that. And I also think that the teams around these players is more important than you normally think. But yeah, it's it feels like the, the league is wide open right now. It feels like uh, anybody can, or every time somebody takes the lead, they're the team that gets knocked off next. Except for one. And that brings us to Swagoos. Because I asked what your big picture takeaway was, and I think it is a response to this. That sure is boo-boo stink. <laughs> the Chiefs, man. Listen, they are the constant in the NFL. And, and I know we, we want to find things. Yeah. I think the Baltimore Ravens last Sunday, they play that way. You think they could beat anybody. But until further notice, okay? Patrick Mahomes, this offense, Andy Reid, and now a top five defense in the NFL is the surest thing that you can pick in order to win a Super Bowl <laughs> or to be in the Super Bowl. So right? I'm, I'm going to stop fighting it, what? and I'm going to just see if it happens. It's like low-hanging fruit, man. Patrick no, it ain't. Mahomes, no, yes, it, ain't. it is. You just sat hey, there and said, hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We got they all lost to the Lions. They lost, yeah, who did they sure beat? Did. Who sure they did. beat? The, you, you want, the Jags, the best team they beat. For the record. I give and they them lost. benefit of the doubt. Well, yeah. Because of Mahomes. Let me do my take. Because of Mahomes. Because of Mahomes. Absolutely. That's it. It does say Jeff reacts. So I think we're good with that. Yes. Here's the other thing. They 
they lost they lost to the Lions by one yeah. point without Travis Kelsey and without Chris Jones. The one thing that they are is stunningly Kelsey-reliant, right? No. If you told me right now that Kelsey would be healthy when the season comes to an end, then I'm 100% on Swagoo's side. Who is next? Neek, what have you learned through seven weeks? With the exception of Patrick Mahomes and his stinkless boo-boo, I would say that, <laughs> that quarterback play matters less than it has in the past. Because you look at yeah. the teams that are good, all teams that are good are complete teams. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of teams with great quarterbacks that aren't very good, like the Bills, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Rams. You look at the teams that are on top of this thing, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the 49ers, Seahawks, Lions, Ravens, even the Falcons. They're a team that are competitive, yeah. leading their division, that look really good. And what matters is the context, the coaching, and the players around these quarterbacks. It's how you build a team when you don't got a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You agree no, with no. that? I agree with that. And, and the other thing is this. Like, looking at the NFL now, this is why the season is exciting for guys like us. It's why when I was covering college, I used to be like, all right, well, we, we just wait until Alabama get to the national right. championship and right. then we'll figure it out. I love that about the NFL this year in particular. And – it is the year where we're starting to see defenses yes. have the opportunity to win games. Absolutely. And it's been a long time since we talked about it in that regard. And we have one more. Greeny, what's the one thing you've learned through Uh-oh. seven games? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm actually going to be much more oh. specific. Mike Tomlin is as good a coach as this league has seen in recent memory. This team has Tomlined its way to four and two, and for the life of me, I have no idea how. How do Swagoo? How do they win games? They're so bad. I mean, I'm sorry to say it. They've got like three good players. They're all on defense. Their offense is unwatchable, and they are four and two. Mike Tomlin is an elite. Coach, and we need to say that out loud every day. I'm glad you said it, G. And you know what the other thing is about the Pittsburgh Steelers, man? That like they're like the stanky kid growing up in the hood. You know he can fight. Yeah. yeah. But you also know he stinks. So you yeah. think he has some vulnerability about it, right? Like you could talk about how he smells. Yeah. You could talk about his mama where he come from. Don't get in the ring with him, though. No. Y'all know that dude. Stop playing at me like no, you don't I, know that dude. That's why I'm like, laughing. I'm telling you, bro. That's oh. who they are. You get in a fight with them man. and you realize, Absolutely. damn, they didn't look good. They offense sucked. Yeah. They can't move the ball at times. And you look up in the hey. fourth quarter, damn, we down that's three. Right. That's like, that's who they are. Everybody used to call him P.P. Greg behind, <laughs> behind his back. Ain't nobody want to square up with P.P. Greg. What? That's who they are. They come out there and not dress that well, but they will whoop you, and they have been figuring out. And at the end of games, they loosen up the offense, which I think some people would like them to do that earlier with Kenny Pickett, but maybe they see a little something. In, in Matt Canada's defense, they are finding a way to win yep. these games. The offense looks ugly early on, but then they get late in the game, and they're like, all right, Pickett, and throw that thing up there. And this is long- exactly where Green he thought this was going. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. <laughs> for sure. And as long as you got number ninety, TJ oh, White over there, don't just don't let it get out of hand. Yeah, because the play coming for sure. The play that that needs to be made is coming unreal. for him to change the game. There's one thing I've 100%. learned from this conversation: don't mess with PP Gray. <laughs> All right. As we continue, does Jerry need to get Dak some help before the trade deadline? The answer is yes, and we'll tell you who it is. But you've heard what Dion had to say about Michigan sign stealing. Scandal. Is he right? We'll answer that great as we continue in a moment. <laughs> PP Greg a washing machine stack. You better, you better talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by Shorzy. New season October 27th, streaming only on Hulu. All right, our next game is called One Call Away. We are six days to the trade deadline. Neek, which team should be making a call to the Giants about Saquon Barkley? I think it's the Ravens. Like, if the Giants are going to move on, I think back to last year when the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey and it changed that offense. Right now, we know how good the Ravens are. We know how talented Lamar Jackson is. You might be surprised to know that their zone read is the worst that it's ever been. It's still really yeah. good, but it's the worst that it's been under Lamar Jackson. And Saquon to that damn thing. See what happened to it. I, I, I will say this. <laughs> damn Swagoo, I'm going to say this to you. Yeah. We just talked about how Kansas City, no one can beat them, all of that. If the Ravens got Saquon Barkley, mm. they would be the best team in the AFC. Yeah, they'd be the favorite to win it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because of dynamic playmaking. A fake one. Could you imagine that backfield oh. with him and Lamar? Back it, would, it would be the biggest trade of the season. If any, better than what the Eagles just did. If they had that pickup, it'd be the it would be the biggest trade of the season. Talk to me about it. Like what would make that? Oh, what would it look but, like? To their point, the zone read, right? The amount, the hesitation as Barkley is slow to the to, to the hole anyway. So as he's such a patient runner, as Lamar would ride that read and be able to see the end, the end would have to commit. Pick your boys, you one you talk about one pick, way or the other, yeah. and then think about him in the screen game and the dump off game out of the backfield he is electric with the ball with in his the, hand oh. with the way that Zay Flowers is playing and the receivers are playing right now it really feels like right now it honestly feels like when they, the Ravens are on they that there is no answer for yeah. it right. and somebody else like that that can take a run play I, I, 60 yards I, I, it'll I'm be a not trouble. going to be too dismissive of what they did to Detroit bro yeah yeah like, oh like Detroit was bullying people in, in line of scrimmage game the Ravens looked like they were in another class yes. than the Detroit yes. Lions, which is very impressive, man. So you so you, you do this trade for a, a second-round pick to oh, the Giants? Sure. I mean, 
Done. The Giants are going to get a third-round pick if Barkley leaves at the end of this season anyway. Right. So you have to offer them something more exactly. than that. If you're the Ravens, a second-round pick makes all the sense no doubt. in the world. How about Devontae Adams? Who should call Ooh. right now to the Raiders? Well, the Chiefs should really be the call, but there's no way that the Raiders would trade Money somebody in the division. But I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And think about Iowa Diggs, the way he's playing. All of a sudden, you put a second guy in there that can really elevate your game. The way, the way that Adams plays the game. I mean, this guy takes you, takes the noise to the defense. And I just think his explosiveness with Josh Allen gives them a second layer of this offense. And they need some explosive plays in Buffalo because the run game hasn't caught up. The Buffalo's a very old team, and it feels yes. like the window is closing on them. If anybody exactly. needs to go all in, it's them. They've been struggling to find a second option, whether it be the running game, whether it be a tight end, whether it be another receiver. you got to find somebody after Stephon Diggs to take some of the pressure off. Well, but that's, that would be my question. Stephon Diggs always seems to be teetering on the edge of not getting enough balls thrown his way as it is. How do you think that would work if all of a sudden Devontae is? Well, there? you'll find out if winning a championship is the most important Preach. thing. Preach. That's, like that's it, what – Look, look, Stefan is going to get his numbers. They'll throw it enough. But you'll find – like this move is something Stefan Diggs should champion. Yes. Right? Like give him more opportunities as well. It'll be more about uh, quality over quantity in this particular situation. And to your point, uh, Jeff – they are going to have to start putting points up. This defense right. is so compromised without yeah, Milano and Tredavious White. Yep. It's unfortunate Fact. for the Bills. They uh, Matt Milano was their most important Ooh. player yep. Yep. on defense. And to lose him, now you got to shift your way of thinking and yep. say, look, we're going to try to put 40 on the board every time Amen. as opposed to stopping people. And can I, let me say this real quick. Yeah, I played on a team with two Hall of Fame receivers, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Hayes. Yeah. I'm telling you, it benefits. Like, receivers talk about getting – everybody gets – because you can throw it more because you can't – double cover everybody man and you got good tight ends already in Buffalo this thing would open up it would be a huge addition for them one more quickly maybe Derrick Henry could be uh, had for the right price who should be making that call swagger Dallas Cowboys Cowboys and Himbo sent me something about um, about Tony Pollard he was averaging six in the fourth quarter six yards of carry in the fourth quarter last year it's down to three look we we talked about can the workload be his detriment. That's I think right. it is. I, I don't think the physical nature of what you need to do down in and down out, the way Mike McCarthy wants to play, he talked about it at the beginning of the season. Yep. You want to be able to close out games. Well, guess who closes out games? Preach. <laughs> Derrick Henry. All right. And then, too, Dak has thrived more in his career with a physical back. I know, like, we go to Zeke, but think about how well this passing game was, yeah. how well the offensive line was when they had a hammer out of the backfield. Yeah. I think he's a perfect fit and could take them to that equation of the top in the NFC. Red zone problem solved. 100%. Red zone problem solved, right? We talk about, like, how they struggle to get it. You talk about guys finishing plays, yep. finishing drives, doing that. Derrick Henry walks in that building. All of a sudden, everything is elevated, and everything becomes easier for Dak in that tight red. I'll say the same thing I said earlier about Saquon. That would change the balance of power. If you put Derrick Henry on the Cowboys, suddenly I think they become the team to beat. Yeah. The I, NFC. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't go that far. No? Hey, them, them boys up front in Philadelphia them still, be, they still be a problem. Derrick, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry ain't, ain't bigger <laughs> than Jalen Carter <laughs> and, and Fletcher Cox. But I think close. it helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it helps, but I, I do think that anybody you can add Derrick Henry and it seems like the Titans are definitely but, I, I think about the – oh, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I I think, I, yeah, real quick. I think quick. about the point. Bringing Derrick Henry in changes the way defenses happen. Exactly. Absolutely. Which is the most important thing. Yeah, Much more as we go on this, but it is the busiest week of the sports year. Let's crash the net. We had the frozen frenzy on ESPN last night. Our version of the
the Hockey Red Zone. Every team in action last night, and here were some of the highlights. In Chicago, the Bruins remained undefeated, beating the Blackhawks 3-0, setting the points record last year. Boston is now 6-0 this year. Speaking of undefeated, the defending champ said, welcome back, Cotter. Paul Cotter, look at this filthy goal to tie it up in the third period. And then with 33 seconds left, Shea Theodore netting the game winner. The Golden Knights beating the Flyers 3-2. Vegas is now 7-0. And in Washington, the great one, Alexander Ovechkin scoring his first goal of the season. But the Caps lost to the Maple Leafs 4-1. Ovechkin now 71 goals behind the great one, Wayne Gretzky. The record is 894. As we continue, wait till you hear what Coach Prime has to say about the sign-stealing scandal at Michigan. This is going to get spicy in Ann Arbor. Then, sunrise in San Francisco. What happened last night that Brian Winhorse says is a great sign for KD and Devin Booker and the Suns. Swagoo wants in. We're talking hoops. Let me get in now. As we get up with you on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We are back on Get Up, bottom of the hour, looking forward to pancakes this morning, Jeff Saturday. Does this one count as a pancake from Rutgers? It's a la crepe. Not quite a pancake, <laughs> but I like it. It's little man on little man crime, but look at that. That's my pancake. La crepe. Yeah, pancakes for the big men. Yeah. It's a little bit carb friendly. That's where we go. Greeny, you know right where that is with the oat milk latte. Yeah, that's where yeah. we go. A little, a little crepe Suzette. Like that everybody this we got, we got focus feet up. Pancakes oh. coming oh, yeah. up Smoke them. Uh, this morning. Don't miss the pancakes. It's everybody's favorite oh, no. five minutes. In the meantime, here we go. NBA action last night. We showed you the Lakers. Now let's show you the Warriors and Suns. Kevin Durant's first game in San Francisco since leaving Golden State. Steph Curry, Monica, in midseason form. Yes, indeed. Getting into the paint. Of course, we know about that patented Steph Curry jump shot. He's just an energy bunny. Meanwhile, Devin Booker on the other side, 21 in the first half. This was a good game throughout. Windy, Kevin Durant did not have a big night, but he knocks down a three here. Yeah, he goes 7-22. No Bradley Beal. The Suns win 
in San Francisco. Yeah, they had a 15-point halftime lead, and then they're hanging on. Third quarter, Steph and his new teammate Chris Paul. Chris Paul, struggling last night, took the over from downtown. Steph knocked in one of his four threes. Six minutes left, were tied. Durant off the turnover, the dish to Booker. Suns by two, and they would hold it off down the stretch. I loved this play, Greeny. Like, I just loved the heads-up play, the pass by KD. Book running the floor aggressively. And Devin Booker running the offense. We'll dive into that in a moment. Dishing for Eric Gordon there. It's a five-point lead. The Warriors coming back the other way. Steph, step back three. He had 27. It's a two-point game. 16 seconds left. Looking to close it out are the Suns. Booker. Oh, it's Yusuf Nurkic rolling to the floor. Booker, 32 points, 8 assists. Again, Steph had the 27, and the Suns win. And, Wendy, you were telling me before we came out here this morning, you thought there was one very interesting and potentially good sign for the Suns last night. Last three possessions of the game, Devin Booker running point. Don't, Durant doesn't touch the ball one time. He goes three different ways to three different players. These are the role players that they acquired in the offseason. Mm -hmm. It works in their first road test. They were able to go through this game and get this done with Booker leading the way. He scored or assisted their last 13 points. That is the Devin Booker they think they're going to get all year. When Bradley Beal gets back and gets integrated in this offense, their margin of error is going to explode, Monica, because they have good role players. I agree. I'm super excited about this. Uh, Humble plug, run the tape on our ESPN YouTube um, channel. Mm -hmm. We broke this down. These are three guys who at points in their career have all averaged five assists or more. And so they have the capability. But the thing about being able to be a playmaker is people have to respect you as a scorer. And baby, if you don't respect Devin Booker as a scorer, you're already in a world of trouble from the gate. And so you think of that last play down the stretch when he finds Nurkic on that cut and how he draws three defenders. And then Nurkic with his size advantage in particular against the Warriors, Cuts through the lane, finishes with an easy two. Devin is so deliberate about getting to his spots. And even with the best defenders, he's an offensive player. You know what he's going to do. The problem is you still can't stop it. I, I've been saying since he got there, Kevin Durant, from the moment he left San Francisco, and at that point it was Oakland, He's been looking for the right teammate. He's been trying to figure out who it is. He's got it now. He found the right guy. Devin Booker is exactly the right guy for him. In the meantime, Monica, and I really appreciate this, and this will serve you well of working for the New York Knicks now. Uh, when, when you asked for your take on the Warriors, you wrote, Oi, are they small? <laughs> she actually wrote, Oi. Oh, why? That's going to go over well at New York Radio. Are they too small? I, I'm watching the game yesterday. I'm like, all right, well, this was when they were dynastic. There was this conversation of them playing small ball. But that was, what, four years ago? How many miles on their bodies ago? I think Draymond Green back on the floor makes it interesting. But he's already undersized at the position at which he defends, right? I just I don't know if they have the stamina and the legs of years past in order for this small lineup to work as effectively. Like, size is going to be a problem. You look at the Lakers. You look at the Nuggets. You look at the Suns, like the teams that they're going to be competing with in the West. I, I'm, I'm concerned about this one. Size is it's one thing to be small in the front court. You can spread the floor. They're small in the front court and the yeah, back court. Across the board. Especially if they're going to play Chris Paul with Steph Curry down the stretch of these games. Now, I do think they're going to be a lot better than they showed in this game. They, sure. they couldn't make a shot. It's one of their worst shooting games they might have all year. But you look at the way the Booker was able to attack, pass over the top. That's because those perimeter players are so small for the Warriors. Now, you'll look, the rebounding margin is 11 in favor of the Sun. But if you look at points in the paint, we're talking about four points difference. And so I just wonder, will they be able to outscore to come up or to make up for the deficit they have? They're going to have to figure out. You have Chris Paul and Steph Curry on the floor together. Obviously, both first ballot Hall of Famers and all-time greats. But that is... 
That combination is going to take some time to figure out, and obviously size is going to continue to be a problem. Much more from them as we go. And tonight is our opening doubleheader on ESPN and the app. We'll have the Celtics and the Knicks at 7 Eastern. Uh, it'll be, uh, we'll do an NBA countdown from the floor before that game. Malika taking the baton. And then the debut of Wembanyama. Don't miss it tonight. The Spurs hosting Luka and the Mavs. Again, it all begins with NBA countdown for an hour, 6 Eastern, from the Garden tonight. All right, our next stop is Ann Arbor, where the NCAA is investigating Michigan for a staffer allegedly scouted future opponents in person at games, which would be a violation of NCAA rules. A lot of people are weighing in on this. Among them, yesterday, Colorado coach Deion Sanders. Listen. You could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that, that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. Okay. So that's one of the most Man. important voices in the sport. You, you, you are on board with that, Jeff Snyder? Oh, first of all, his look. It's magnificent. looking The white shirt. Oh, yeah, looking sharp. Looking sharp. And 100% true. Like, like, this thing has gotten ridiculous. I mean, first of all, we all played this game for a long time. Every team is stealing signs, right? Trying to. Trying to. And, and every team's trying to steal checks. They're listening to TV copies about, you know, how quarterbacks are audibling. In They're the listening room. to all this guy in the meeting rooms. Like, all of this information you're trying to gather, you understand as a football player, is happening. And every team is doing it. And, and so that every if one team is getting singled out. It's just nonsense. Like, at the end of the day, what Deion is saying is 100% true. It is a game about physicality. It don't matter what you know. It's can you stop it or can you execute it. And so we all try. I'm trying to look at DBs, seeing oh, yeah. what codes they're giving each other so we know where the blitz is coming from. Louisville, Roger, guess what? I know that means, you know, he's going one direction or the other. It's just it, 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 the way this thing has taken a life of its own is absolutely ridiculous. But, but hold, okay, so generally speaking, I'm actually on this side. But for the sake of playing a little bit of devil's advocate, he's talking about how in baseball, if I know what pitch is coming, it's a huge advantage. You cannot tell me that if you're playing defense, it is not an advantage to know what play is coming. I mean, we, I've, I've done it. We've done it in college and in the pros. Just telling me whether it's run or pass, if I'm a linebacker or a safety, if I'm a pass rusher, if I know that I can get up, yeah, it makes a difference. But his point is you still got to beat him, though. And there have been plenty of times in games where we knew the play and we couldn't stop it. A lot of times. And there are plenty of times in games where they know what we're doing and they can't stop it because we're that good. But I, I agree with Jeff. I'm on the side. Everyone's trying to do it. But the fact that they're reacting this way and they all know it suggests to me that there is more to this than we know because it's not just stealing signs. Like, if they are just stealing signs, we all stealing signs. We all trying to do it. We spent hours watching Colts tape trying to figure out what Peyton Manning's codes were. Then we get out on the field. He ain't say none of the words (laughs) that you said last week. It's a waste of time sometimes. But in the college level, there's only so much you can put in, so it helps a lot, I think. Listen, from a football context, I don't even understand stealing signs. I really don't. Like, I, I looked at this story. I was like, dude, we knew a lot of plays yeah. for a lot of teams that we played against. College, yeah. pros, and, and I know I'm saying the same thing you guys said, but when you when you think about like the the point of the week 
It's to know what you're doing. That's right. Like, that's the point. That's why we spending all of those hours during the week going through every possible situation to know exactly what you're doing. And guess what, G? It happens more than people think. Yeah. I think sometimes when it goes on television and, and the media picks up on it, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Can you believe this team is out there? Bro, yeah. we know a lot about what but, people right. are doing. And, and let's say it this way, too. This is not filming somebody's practice. That's different. This is, yeah, this That's is different. not any of those. Right. This is when you're talking about signs. All, what co- College coaches, by the way, can vote to have that thing go just like the pros do into the QB's ear, right? They don't want that vote. To be right? clear, there is no helmet technology in the college game. So the coach is not giving a play into the helmet right. sure. of the quarterback. They're signaling in everything from the and sideline. And every coach wants to be the guy who stands on the sideline and lets to see what the defense is going to adjust to. Then I'm going to give you. We're going to get in the line of scrimmage. Then we're going to execute. Well, if you're going to put your signs out there, they're going to get stolen. Yep. That's, that's part of the business, right? So at the end of the day, if you want to do it like we used to do it back in the day, you whisper it to the wide receiver, he runs it in and gets <laughs> to the quarterback. If you care that much about signs. But at the end of the day, they know the risk and reward. Put three guys over there doing your signals. Can't nobody figure out which one's doing that. I hate to be the non-football guy amongst the football guys, but I generally agree with you guys. But what concerns me is all the coaches and all the players and all the, uh, the conference executives that are talking about the NCAA, they know football. They know that this is happening all the time. The fact that this feels like a bigger deal suggests to me that they know something that we don't know. So right now, with the information that is currently out there, this is much ado about nothing. Yeah. But we're still early in the process. And, Foxy, from your perspective, absolutely. Because that's, I think that's why you see me and Jeff's reaction. we like, bro, this, yeah, like, are y'all shocked yeah, that yeah. this is going on? So to your point, it may be something else, but what we're working with right now mm-hmm. is sign stealing. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, bro. And they're, like, going, after, is... and they're going after one program. Yeah. That I, to your point, I'm doubting very seriously the only program in the country oh, that this God. is happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, if we're going to be real, but, but let me just make this point, though. They can vote at any point to put the mics and the and the earpieces in the quarterback's helmets. If that's what they want, they choose not to. Yeah. So if that's your choice, you know signs and having to put signs, boards, your picture. Is that Northwestern, man? I mean, praise God, it's, it's only for a kneel we down. We had a play. That, that was a play one game. One game. That was the card that they held up. That's me yeah. and Teddy Greenstein, and, 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 and that's the Chicago Blackhawks in the yeah. lower right. I can't see the, yeah. enough of the person. Green was like what the first. Yeah, that meant big. That I don't mean, know what it was, like but I, I really hope it was a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that was a play. All kidding aside, what you were looking at, like yeah. they were holding up that thing right. in yeah. the, on the sideline, and that was a play. So, I mean, if you could steal that, God bless you. Yeah, I, yeah. That, you're right. Yeah. That should definitely be it, like it, punt on third down if you're holding I mean, up. You own something, bro. Yeah, you own something. Because when we were sitting there in 2019 drunk, and smoke, uh, smoking yeah. cigars after yes. LSU won. Yeah. Clemson knew Jamar Chase was going to get go balls. They knew, <laughs> they knew the formation. They knew yeah. the play. They yeah. knew everything. Yeah. And he scored three of them. He's talking about the national championship yeah. game when he and I were together and up. we were on that yak. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, New Orleans. There, was, there was a celebration <laughs> going on. Hey, All right. We'll have more on that yeah. in, show. in the meantime. Did the Vikings expose Brock Purdy uh. and the Niners? Jerry Jones had something to say about it. Did he take a shot at his own quarterback along the way? So I do wait till you hear this. Plus, Josh Allen and the Bills are in a slump. Is their championship window on the verge of closing? Answering that question next, get up on ESPN.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Right, we are back on Get Up, and it is time for this morning's edition of Sound Off. You will hear interesting people saying interesting things. Let's start with Jerry Jones. After seeing the 49ers' recent struggles, Jerry thinks the Cowboys are capable of beating their rival. Bear in mind, they got smashed by them three weeks ago. But as you listen to Jerry here, I want you to consider, does he take a subtle shot at his own quarterback? I would have um, uh, liked... Uh, to have played better against the 49ers and, of course, watched with interest this entire weekend's games, but certainly that one last night. And uh, you see uh, that it's uh, a, a team step up there and play like Minnesota did, their quarterback did. Uh, b- uh, b- there can be had the 49ers I'm talking about. All right, Dominic. I mean, the way the quarterback played, the 49ers can be had. We lost to them 42 to 10. Talk to me. Of course the 49ers can be had. It's the NFL. And also, like, Jerry just be talking, man. He just be saying words. <laughs> he, they just be, he let them fall out, and we figure it out later. I, I mean, he's not taking a shot at the quarterback. He's not? He no. The quarterback did play well last night. Like, I think that we can bend this into, oh, he's picking on Dak because we're good at that. However, he's just saying what he saw, and he's right. Kirk Cousins played well. Dak didn't play well before. Dak has played well in the past. I think it's a bit of an overreaction to act like this is something. Okay, okay. Marcus, is it something or nothing? Nothing. Gee. Nothing? No, gee, you're not going to bait me in. <laughs> yeah, he tried. You're not bait I'm not. Me Here's the thing, though. I, I think what you take away from what you watch Minnesota do to San Francisco and I think what Dallas did, Dallas played the 49ers with fear. That's how they called the game offensively. You look at what... Justin Jefferson didn't play in this game. Right. And Kevin O'Connell said, look, man, Jordan Addison, you got to go, bro. Yeah. Like, we going we to push the ball downfield, and you got to go. I think I think if, if it's any shot that was taken from Jerry by making that statement, it's that mentally the San Francisco 49ers 
bind the Dallas Cowboys up when they play each other. And Minnesota wasn't bind up. They went to win the game as opposed to trying to stay in it until the fourth quarter. Yeah, Cousins lit it up. There's no doubt. Played out Jerry, of his yeah, mind. Jerry, he played out of his mind. But to, to, to everybody's point, they have, a, they have an interception that gets ripped out of the hand and go for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco's defense did not play well, missed a ton of tackles, got no pressure on Kirk Cousins. That was not the same look that Dak saw a few weeks ago. All right, let's see if I can get anyone on this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, in his regular appearance on the Pat McAfee Show, did a little story time on how his rehab is going. I'm not walking without a limp yet, but but uh, I was joking with uh, with my rehab folks and with Doc. When I was flying back for the, the game on the 15th, uh, I had assumed that I'd left my crutches in the car. And by the time I got to the airport, there were no crutches in the car. And I felt like that was kind of a sign. Like, okay, you're done with the crutches. So I haven't been on crutches since that day. It was a sign. It was a sign, people. No crutches. Aaron's coming back. All oh, everything is going well. What do you think of that, Jeff? Saturday? I like it, Green. Come on, baby. I told you. I'm with you, man. With I'm me. with you. We're back. We're back. I don't know when, but we're back. I, man, I, I that, man better, that man better get on his damn crutches and do what the doctor tell you to do. Ain't no sign because the crutches wasn't in the car. You sit your butt down until somebody go get you some crutches. You ain't magic. All right, Mr. Pfizer. I'm not interested in any of that. You're damn Come on. right. Listen, I got I three Pfizer words for you. Moderna. Marcus, I got three words for you. He hath risen. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. He's got it. Aaron, he's not human. He's going to lose him. He's coming You're about to lose Marcus. He almost back. left. Yes. Listen, yes. No. 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 Damn it, G. Damn it. I feel so bad for you. Why? You know what's happening to you right now? What? This is what's happening to you. Tell me. Okay. You come from a different place, right? We live across town from each other, yeah. right? And we meet at school, yeah. right? I don't know how we ended up at the same school, but we meet at school. Okay. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, like, you go home and you're like, Mom and Dad, I met a new friend. Like, it's a big black guy from the hood. And he's really cool and he's talking, right? And we get going. And then I make you believe that you can come to my house. And, and you, can, you can thrive in there. And you go outside and you start talking to my friends from where I'm from. Like, I talk. To him. Yeah. And then you get beat up. And then you realize we probably wasn't that good of a friend. That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing to you. You got to stop this, man. You got to live in Michael Greenberg's house, man. Don't think, don't let this man pull you in his house and get you beat up. I want to be right, friends with your friends. I'm coming. I want to. I want to be your friends. And I want to befriend them. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Spirits are high. Everybody is hungry. And there's only one thing to have for breakfast. It's the pancakes. Let's go. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. We're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. That's how we start this off. Let's go. It's a thing of beauty. We are back! Can we do one more thing? Ah! Look at Jessica. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. We are fired up. Oh, yeah. We are ready to go. Pancake we are ready. Time. Jeffrey Goat. Here we go. It's an all-college edition. Are you spanking? He's smacking the pancake. I'm smacking Francis man. Maui Goa is starting out right here. Look, Miami right tackle. Watch him get through. Bam! Oh! Gets up. 
right off the jump. Hey, listen, same arm, same shoulder. This is a decleater. When you go back in the film room, it doesn't get any better than this right here. This is a linebacker that is fully expecting you to block him and still didn't have enough about him to stay on his feet. That is a smoke show. I'm letting you know right now. That right there, it don't get no prettier than that. One pancake, because I got so many good ones today. But you got like, take it. Get it. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, as we move on, we got a repeat offender, y'all. Patrick Herbert. Yes, Patrick Herbert. Yesterday, he had a big one. Today, he's got another one. Watch him run these things down. Watch him get, oh, get one. Get one. Get one. What was he doing? Get one. Run it. Hustle it. Hustle it. Find it. Yeah. Hey, you know what he's telling his boys? He's on his boys like, I didn't see the play. Pow. Get him on the side of the head. That's what I'm talking about, Herbert. No mercy. No fear. Just run through him. Look, he was trying to help his boys. Get it. You got to love this. Hey, two for him because he had a great day yesterday, too. So I had to give, I had to give him some love right there. We got some, uh, now we're going to three pancakes right here. On my memboy, look right here. Three Missouri, watch. Get one, run him, dump him. Dump him on his back. My favorite part is hands inside, fit and finish, finish him. Dump him on there. Look right. When you finish him running up the gut, there's nothing better. Have a nice little double team and then finish him. Again, that's a big boy. And he sees it and feels it and knows it. You got to let him have it. Go Give it to him. You got to love it. Three college ones, but ain't nothing better. Smoke shows. Smoke shows. Yes, sir. When he knows it's coming and you got what? What is he? What are you yelling at him? Yeah, yeah. You're going to get it. Feel it. Receive it. That's what you gave him. You want to receive it, sir. Ain't nothing better. Don't fight it. Receive it. We got our slam dunks working. Speaking of slam dunks, LeBron James is back. The Lakers not better than ever. Tons of drama on opening night. The highlights are next. Get up on ESPN. Time to clean up the cakes. Yeah. Got to clean up the cakes. Got them. Oh, that was fun. Got to spike them cakes. Got to spike them cakes.